Stand by your church. And so then, uh, then Monday night, be back with us again. Bring your pastors along and tell them to come down. We're going to teach a little bit out of the book of Genesis. Our Exodus one, the Lord willing, for a couple nights. Then Wednesday night, we have a, a healing service again. And then on Thursday night, we begin it down in Shreveport, Louisiana. And a Sunday night, we'll be at the, as far as I know now, at the municipal auditorium there at Shreveport. Then we go from there home, then up into Indiana to where we got a meeting there where 43 full gospel churches in the district are sponsoring meeting. And as far as I know, the next meeting then will be Johannesburg, South Africa. So I'm depending on you praying for me. Many times, friends, when the storms is going hard and trials besetting on every hand, I would think back about Arkansas and down in here, the Christians who raised their hand on that night when you sing that song to me when I was leaving, pledging that you'd pray for me while I was gone, I, I was believing you were praying. God never failed to answer your prayers, for he stood with me. When the heat was on, the battles were going hard, all kinds of things they had to combat. Maybe you wouldn't understand just exactly. There's no need of trying to explain these things. They're inexplainable. God himself is the only one who knows. You might think that life is just a flower bed of ease. But if you only knew the battle and the trials and the things that accompanies this, You'd wonder. You know, most all prophets, poets are considered neurotics. You knew that. I believe Stephen Foster, brother, was considered one of the best. Well, he gave America some of his best folk songs. How many of you ever heard Stephen Foster's song? Sure, many of you. The old folks at home, Swanee River, and old Kentucky home. Not long ago, I was standing at my old Kentucky home. It's just a little piece from where I live now. Now, I was looking at this picture there of how the seraphim is supposed to touch him to give him inspiration. I thought, Mr. Foster, you had it in the head, not in the heart. When he would, he would go out, he'd catch inspiration to write a song, and after he got through writing a song, he'd get on a drum. And finally, when he left the inspiration of writing a song, he called a servant, got a razor, and committed suicide. Stevens Foster. Not long ago, I was standing by William Keffer's grave in London, England, considered a neurotic. He wrote that famous song that I've used all my life, the early communion song. There is a fountain filled with blood drawn from Emmanuel's veins. When sinners plunge beneath the flood, lose all their guilty stains. And after he wrote that song, he went up into an inspiration, as always do. And when he came out of that inspiration, he tried to sign the same river to drown himself, commit suicide. He was considered a little bit off, a little upset. This famous song is just some old love of God, how rich or pure. You know where the last verse of that was found? Tacking on the wall of an insane institution. Did you know that? I was tacked on an insane institution in the walls. People don't realize what it means. 
Well, you say, that's songwriters. How about prophets? Jonah, when he went down on his road and God gave him inspiration and gave him an oxygen supply to keep him alive three days and nights in the belly of a whale. And when he come out at Nineveh after being kept alive for three days and nights, he preached with such force he gave his prophecy to a city the size of St. Louis, Missouri. Repented and even put sackcloth on their animals. And then after the inspiration left him, he sat under a tree and prayed for a little gourd to be cut out and prayed God to take his life. Is that right? See, he went up into inspiration. You don't understand, friend? And when he come down, someone made a mention one time when it went out to building a collapse before it got off the platform. He said, well, that's nonsense. The man ought to walk out. Oh, if he only knew. If you only knew, you say, oh, Brother Branham, if God give me vision, you don't know what you're asking about, friend. You don't understand. Daniel the prophet, he seen one vision, said he was troubled at his head for many days. You're in another world. You've become a guinea pig. You're sacrificed for mankind. It's kind of hard when they won't believe the message, but it's been through the age. We've always had unbelievers. We have to com- combat that always. Look at... Elijah the prophet. Elijah is one of the major prophets. That man went up and stood on the mountain and commanded that fire come from heaven and burn up the sacrifice, and it did it. He called rain down out of the heaven where it hadn't rained for three years and six months. Is that right? Amen. And then when the inspiration left him, he wandered in the wilderness for 40 days. Don't know where he was at. And God found him pulled back in a cave somewhere. Is that right? And run from a woman who threatened his life after killed 400 priests himself that day with a sword. Chopped their heads off. Elijah the prophet. Is that right? Stood there before all the nations and dared them to defy God. And made fun of all them priests and prophets while of Balaam, one that was prophesying, cutting themselves and so forth. He said, call a little louder. Maybe he's pursuing. And... When the inspiration is on him, he, he just defied everything that was ungodly. And then when the inspiration left him, run from the threat of one woman. And run out into the wilderness, and God fed him and woke him up and fed him again. And the man was unconscious, as far as I know, wandering around the wilderness for 40 days and nights, and God found him back in a cave. Is that right? So you see, you don't understand, friend. Man pray for things that they don't know what they're praying for. Besides, gifts and callings are without repentance. But I believe that we're living in the days just before the coming of the Lord. Uh, If it's fanaticism to believe that, then I am a fanatic. But friends, I know this. I believe that God is fixing to do a real hurrying work. The whole world, did you ever see the like of nervousness? Just to let me tell you, even every night when I've been here, now I watch the audience now, each one. I want every man and woman to be sincere with me, feeling the pressure when nervous people come to this platform. There's at least right now in this building, 80% of what's sitting here is nervous, afflicted with nervous trouble. That's exactly right. You be sincere with me. 
Every man or woman, boy or girl in here has uh, any nervous trouble, raise your hands. Raise your hand. What I tell you? What's the matter? The Bible said, man's heart failing, more heart troubles, number one disease, is that right? And fear, sights upon the earth, perplexed of time, distress between the nations, sea roaring, big tidal waves, washing away parts of cities and breaking up on the shores just before the coming. It is setting a stage for the greatest drama that was ever acted out in all ages, the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Could you imagine seeing a little lamb out in the field feeding? He becomes nervous. Why is he nervous? He can't see nothing. But back in behind the rushes, there's something is moving. It's a lion crouching, getting ready to spring on. That's what the nervousness is about. The end is here. I don't know when. No one else does. Who says he does? He, he, he doesn't know. For Jesus said it he, even himself didn't know. But we know that when these things begin to come to pass, he said, lift up our head. Redemption's drawing nigh. Now we're at the end of the age. And I do not want to try to uh, misrepresent anything. I've never been guilty of that. I've always tried to be honest and true and just as I true as I could be. First with God, and if I'm true with God, I'll be true with his children. And I realize as I serve his people, I'm serving God. Jesus said, in so much you've done it the least of these, my little ones, you've done it to me. But I, I say tonight, friends, the reason I'm, God has let me, by his grace, be numbered with you, is because of something he has sent to you. Now I want you to receive it. Now I believe that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And I believe that in the beginning, God made man in his own image, and God is a spirit. And God made man spirit man. Then he made him in the dust of the earth. Now I believe that man in the beginning will lead the animals of the earth like the Holy Spirit or be leaving the, leaving the church today. There's no man to till the soil, so then he put him in five senses. Them five senses was not to contact God. That was see, taste, feel, smell, and hear. They were to contact his earthly home. But by his spirit, he contacts God. Man lost his origin, and he, back there, and fell from grace. And when he did, then God came down and was made in the image of man to redeem man back to God. And God was in Christ, reconciled the world to himself. And the God of the Old Testament, Jesus Christ of the New and the Holy Spirit of this day, is the same Jehovah God, living down through the age. Now, in the days that he led Israel through the wilderness... I want to read some scripture. I want you to notice closely. God commissioning Moses to send him now. Over in Exodus, the 23rd chapter and the 20th verse. Listen closely now. Behold, I send an angel before thee to keep thee in the way and to bring thee into the place which I have prepared. Watch who this angel is. Beware of him and obey his voice and provoke him not for he will not pardon your transgressions, for my name is in him. But if thou will indeed obey his voice and do all that I speak, then I'll be an enemy to thy enemies and an adversary to thy adversaries. For mine angel shall go before thee. Let's see what the angel looked like. 
In the 13th chapter of Exodus, we read this in the 21st and 22nd verse. And the Lord went before them by day in a pillar of a cloud to lead them by a pillar of cloud in the way, by night by a pillar of fire to give them light, to go by night. He took not away the pillar of the cloud by day, neither the pillar of fire by night from before the people. That's God's word. Now, what was the angel? It was the angel of the covenant. And he led, and all the old things was a type of the new things to come. You believe that? Scripture says so, being a shadow. Hebrews. Now, as God led the church in the natural in that day, he's leading the church in the spiritual in this day. Do you believe it? They were the people of God until they were called out of Egypt and then they become the church of God for the word church means called out. They were called out of Egypt and we were called out of the world of peculiar people to serve God. And the same angel, if Jesus is the same, the same angel, the angel of the covenant was Jesus Christ. For the Bible said that Moses esteemed the riches of Christ greater than the treasures of Egypt. So he forsook Egypt, leaving all to follow and serve Christ. Christ is the Logos, of course. The one that went out of God in the beginning. Which was the pillar. Would you like to hear what I think about how God become? Would you take a little trip with me for a few minutes? Have I got time? I'll be reverent just a minute. Let me get this straightened out for you. Let's take a little trip in a little space now on mental vision and go back a hundred million years before there was even a star in the sky. By your mind. It was it was God. He's always been God. And then we're sitting all standing here watching creation come into existence. There's not a star, there's not nothing. And then, let's notice, out yonder, I see now all that space, that all is God, without form, forever, for eternities. No beginning, no ending. It's all God. Before there was even air, it was God. The very beginning of nature of creation was God. And now, the Bible teaches us that the Logos went out of God. Or, I might say, all of the, the God becoming His first body form, when the Logos went out of God, and let's look what it looked like. No one has seen the Father at any time. Nowhere. Never did and never will. But then, the Logos that went out of Him become like a little halo of light. Let's see it playing yonder. Like a child before the doorstep of the Father. And now, I can see him as he moves over here and he draws into his, his memory or his mind a picture of what the world should be. Now, there's not a star or nothing. I hear him say, let there be. And an atom broke down there. And when it did, the sun came into existence and began to whirl. She burned for millions of years and millions and millions of years. After a while, I see a clinker fly off of it. What is it? The first star that flew from the sun. He watches it fall for a few million years and he stops it. Then another flies off and 
He lets it fall a few million years and stops it. What's he doing? Writing his first Bible. The Zodiac. God's wrote three Bibles. One the Zodiac, one in the pyramids, one on paper. Now, he's writing his first, the Zodiac. It starts off with the Virgin, ends up with Leo the Lion. Jesus' first coming and his second coming. We had time to run down through it, should see it. But he writes that because he man is to look up, God is above. And then after he gets all of everything, all the heavenly, the solar system written out, then I see him move over here and over a clinker was this world. And it's nothing but an iceberg hanging out of it. He moves it over around the sun and as he begins to revolve it around, he melts all the water, the ice on it. The icebergs come flying down through Texas is formed. Louisiana, and down through there were scraped off, as chronologists tell us. As the icebergs went on into the Gulf and so forth. Now the world's without farm and void and water was up on the deep. We're in Genesis 1 now. See? Then he made all the plant life. Then after all he made man in his own image. And if he made man in his own image, he had to make him something on the order of that supernatural being. That's right. Then there was no man to till the soil. Genesis 2. Then he made man out of the dust of the earth, not in his image, but out of the dust of the earth. He might give him a hand like a monkey and a foot like a bear. I don't know what he gave him. But he put him in five senses to contact his earthly home. And then he made a, a wife for him. And man fell. I have my idea what it was. You can have yours. But, but he fell anyhow from grace. And instead of of Adam running up and down the garden hollering, God, God, or Father, Father, where are you? Adam was hiding and God was hollering, Adam, Adam, where art thou? That's still the same nature of man. Hide. Get away from God. And he tried to make himself a covering out of fig leaves. Man today tries to make himself a religion, always trying to do something to save himself. You couldn't do one thing to save yourself. You're just as hopeless as you can be. That's right. God has to save you. Jesus said, no man can come to me except the Father draws him. And you can't be a God unless God has foreordained you to be so. And when he comes, I'll in no wise cast him out. I'll give him everlasting life, raise him up in the last days. The biggest trouble there is in the church today is a bunch of fear. People's always scared, and that's of the devil. Don't be scared. Be brave. Don't have nothing to be. They doesn't be afraid about. We'll get into that this coming week. See, in there, we'll bring God on down and see what He was. So you can see when man marred himself, he sinned, and then the only way it was is for God to be manifested here on earth in a body of flesh to take away the sin out of that man and bring him back in fellowship with God, makes him a son of God again. It's the only way he can be. Now, when he brought the children of Israel out of the wilderness, out into the wilderness, he led them by a pillar of fire. Is that right? The Bible said he did. And he went before him. That was the anointing, the Holy Spirit, Christ, that went before the children of Israel. Well, if he's the same as he was then, he's the same man, the same person. He's everything that he was then. He is now. And as he led the church then in the natural, he's leading the church today in the spiritual. Is that right? Do you believe that we're in the wilderness? We are. Are we on a road to the promised land? Now, the, when they got over to Canaan, did not represent heaven. They had wars in Canaan and so forth. It represented the millennium. See? So we're going into that. And we're on our road now to the millennium. I believe it. Now, I believe the same Jesus Christ that led back there leads today. 
He's in a spiritual form. I came from God. I go to God. A little while the world sees no more, yet you shall see me, for I'll be with you, even in you, to the end of the world. Is that right? Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. Now, then if he is, then he's going to make himself manifested and known. Now, some time ago, coming through here, uh, all of you know the story. Now, please, dear Christian friends, God, who is my sovereign judge of this Bible or my heart, know that I may have to stand before him in judgment before morning. See, I only say this in a humble way that you might thoroughly understand that we're... The church, the people, is not trying to deceive anybody. We know what the truth is, and we're trying to get it to you. The only thing that will rob you from it is the devil. That's all. Now, just to confirm your faith, I want to use this for proof to show you that it's the truth. Now, God leading His church today, now on the road. Now, when I come out, when I was a little bitty boy... My mother told me when I was about three minutes old, born in a family which did not go to church, formerly back behind that was Catholic, but they never went to church. That morning up there in the mountains when they opened up the cabin door, little old door, it wasn't a window, it was a little door you pushed out, didn't have any glass in it, pushed it out, a light about so big around, come whirling in and went out on the bed where Mother was holding me in her arms. That's unadulterated. That's without unmerited grace. That was God. Nothing you can do or nothing I can do. That's God's plan. It's got to be just what He said. He's determined. If you notice gifts and callings without repentance, you believe that? Here, Jesus Christ was a woman's seed from the Garden of Eden. It was promised. You believe that? was I see she'll bruise her Moses he couldn't help because he was Moses he was born Moses is that right John the Baptist 712 years before he was born he was the voice of one crying in the wilderness by Isaiah the prophet is that right Jeremiah God told Jeremiah said before you was born I knew you and sanctified you and ordained you a prophet over the nations before you even come from your mother's womb who taking thought can add one cubic to his statue see you have to go on back and say it's a sovereign grace of God. Now notice. Then, when a little bitty fellow, then the Holy Spirit spoke and said, Don't never smoke, chew, or drink. Defile your body in any way. There's a work for you to do when you get older. And then, many times and down through life, I try to tell people with the sincerity of my heart, and they would misunderstand it. They've called it everything in the world. But one night up down in Greensville, Indiana, to a cave where I was at in a place... The angel of the Lord appeared and said, you're to go pray for sick people. And told me what would take place. He said, do not fear, I'll be with you. I took off and come through the country and down through Jonesboro, telling him what he said was and what would come to pass. And it's been that way and proved now plumb around the world. And he, when I was, I was a young Baptist preacher, baptized my first converts, 500 of them down on the river. My first revival... I had about 3,010 of the revival, and my education was so poor to my girlfriend read the Bible while I preached. That's right. It's not much better tonight. But God's not known by education. God's known by faith. God's not known by knowledge. There was two trees in the Garden of Eden. One of them was the tree of knowledge, the other the tree of life. Man left the tree of life to eat the tree of knowledge. And he separated himself from God, and ever since then, by knowledge, he's drove himself away from God. God's not known by knowledge. He's known by faith. Oh, yeah. 
That's right. Now, I want you to notice. Then, coming along, I was in Texas. And there was a man by the name of Mr. Best, Dr. Best. I was having a nice revival, about 8,000 people attending. And Dr. Best put a piece of paper and said, That religious fanatic, William Branham, imposing himself as a man of God, ought to be run out of this city and ought to be the guy to do it. Well, Brother Bosworth come to me, one of the managers, and said, Look here, Brother Branham. And he dared me and challenged me and everything to debate the subject. Well, I wasn't going to fuss with him. I don't believe in fussing. God sent me to pray for the sick, to preach the gospel. There's thousands that will believe it. Why stand with one fanatic who don't believe it? That's right. Let him alone. They say they'd be blind leaders of the blind. Let them go on. See? Some man was foreordained to that condemnation. The Bible said so. Can't be saved. Blinded from the beginning. Born to be blind. We'll get that this next week. That didn't go very good, but I'll prove it to you by the scriptures. It's the truth. And they'll absolutely be religious teachers, fundamental as they can be. That's exactly right. Never know more about God than a hot and top would know about Egyptian night. Now, but they know all the fundamentals, the keynotes and everything, but know nothing about God. Having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. Divine healing and power of the Holy Spirit and everything. Church, you got something, but you just don't know what to do with it. That's all. And it's true. Now, notice this. And then, brother, the second day, he said, it shows that what kind of a something they're made out of, paid, ad in the paper, showed what they're made out of, they're afraid to, to examine their divine healing by the light of the Word of God. So then, Mr. Bosworth comes and said, Brother Brandon, for our prestige before the people, you've got to take it up. I said, Brother Bosworth, there's about 8,000 people there. There's about 7,000 of them to be prayed for. I said, I've got two more days to stay here in Houston. Why fool with that crank when we can go here and be praying for the sick people? I said, I don't fool with it. He said, Brother Branham, let me do it. I thought 75 years old, I thought of Caleb when he said, I'm 80 today and I miss as good a man as it was when Joshua put the sword in my hand. I admired the old man. I said, well, Brother Bosworth, I admire you, brother. He said, that man hasn't got one leg to stand on or one scripture. He said, let me prove it to him. And I said, if you promise me that you won't fuss, he said, I promise you. I won't fuss. I said, all right. So then he goes down. They wouldn't let the reporters stay in the Rice Hotel. They wouldn't let the reporters come to the door. So he went out and seen the reporters. He said, Brother Branham won't fuss with him. I said, but he said, I'll, I'll stand it. So then, of course, the Houston Chronicle, great big headlines, ecclesiastical fur will fly, you know. So there they set the debate. And that's where it comes to show to me that all you Pentecostal groups of people who fuss about your little doctrines and things, some of these days that'll be shook out of you. You're a one big church, brother. Right. Your little points don't mean nothing in the sight of God. You're a one big church of God. Notice, then they didn't care whether he was riding a one-hump camel or two-hump camel or a three-hump camel or the fourth rain, fifth rain, latter rain, middle rain, or what rain it was. They were one thing. They believed in divine healing, and they all run together, and that big coliseum, about 30,000, packed out. They come in airplanes from everywhere and everything. Drove in and taken all night at a time. What was it? The thing that their Lord had taught was at stake, and they was ready to stand their grounds. There it was. It went on the Associated Press, and people flew in from way up in the east and way in the west, and everywhere. They packed that big coliseum out. And that night, my brother said, "Now you're not going down." I said, "I know it. I don't want to go down there." So Cyramzar was leading a singing. 
But when it come time to go, something just told me to go down there anyhow. So I tucked my coat and pulled it up over my shoulders like this, over my head. Went out, wife and I, we went way up. I went up in Balcony 30. If you ever been in the Sam Houston Coliseum? I was way up like this. Nobody noticed up there but the two police that tucked me up, my wife and my, my brother. And we were sitting up there. And Mr. Bosworth, they had all the ministers lined up. And so Mr. Ramsar was leading the singing. He said... Well, the next is the main event of the evening. He said, I understand. I've seen a paper around here where the, a certain fellow wanted to run William Branham out of the city. He said, I think if you people of Houston would take more time running bootleggers out of the city, you would, man of God, your city would be better off. And there was a scream went all over the whole building. I know Mr. Best was gone. <laughs> so I just sat there. Dr. Bosworth got to the platform. And they made him get up first. He said, Mr. Best, I have 600 Bible questions sitting here wrote out on this piece of paper that proves that Christ's present attitude towards the sick is just the same as it was in the beginning when he was here on earth. said, if you can take any one of the 600 and disprove it by the word of God, I'll walk off the platform. 600. And said, if you can give me one scripture in the whole Bible that says that his, his, his attitude towards the sick isn't just the same today, then I'll walk off the platform. That's pretty gallant. So he handed it over. Mr. Best said, I'll take care of that when I get up there. And he said, um, well, he said, uh, uh, just show me. Just show me one scripture. And, and so he wouldn't do it. He said, well, then, Brother Best, I'm going to ask you one question. And here's what he asked him. He said, was the redemptive names of Jehovah applied to Jesus, yes or no? Answer that, yes or no, and I'll walk off the platform. Mr. Best wouldn't answer him because he couldn't. Was the redemptive name of Jehovah applied to Jesus, yes or no? If he was Jehovah, if he was Jehovah Jireh, if he wasn't Jehovah Jireh, then he's not God's provided sacrifice and he wasn't the Son of God. And if he was Jehovah Jireh, he's also Jehovah Rapha, the healer, the same yesterday, today, and forever. That settled it. That settled it forever. He just slobbered at the mouth and got up and walked up and down the platform four or five times and slapped a preacher in the mouth. Started a little fuss. So what he did, he said, bring forth that divine healer. So let me see him heal somebody. And Mr. Bosworth said, shame on you, Mr. Beth. Said if Brother Brandon preaching divine healing makes him a divine healer, if you preach salvation, makes you a divine savior. <laughs> said you wouldn't want to be called a divine savior? Said, and you're not. Said, but he doesn't have a divine healer because he preaches divine healing. Said, Christ is the healer, and Christ is the Savior. We only point it by the Word, and that's what you and I are here tonight to find out whether it's in the Word or not. <laughs> Says, and I want you to show me that it's not in the Word. He just thought we was a bunch of holy rollers or fanatics, but he found out we're not lost in the fog. <laughs> no word we're in. So then... He walked up and down the floor, and Raymond Ritchie said, Could I ask the moderator, could I have a word? He said, I happen to see about a dozen Baptist ministers sitting there. He said, now, I know the president of the, of the conference, of the, of the um, not conference, but uh, what am I, convention is sitting here. Called him a name. He said, is this the attitude of the Southern Baptist Convention towards divine healing? So he wasn't answering so he said, did Mr. Best come here on his own, or did this Southern Baptist Convention send him here? Said, I, and the moderator told him to sit down. He said, sir, you give me the floor. 
And I'm asking a question that hasn't been answered. So he held his ground. And he said, well, they said, we didn't send him there. Mr. Best, come on his own. He knows better. 30,000 people sitting there. So he said, no, they didn't. Mr. Best, then he come on his own. All right. That was okay then. He said, I just wanted to know. So he sat down. So then Mr. Best jumped up and said, let me see that divine healer. Mr. Bosworth said, why, he is a divine healer. Said his, his books are translated by 17 different languages. Never has he said he's a divine healer. He just prays for the sick. Christ is the healer. He said, well, you got signs up, miracles every night. And, and Brother Bosworth said, sure, because a miracle is something you cannot be figured out by human mind. And said, in the supernatural realm, said he has a gift that knows and foretells and tells the saints even weeks and months and so forth ahead. And said it never fails to be just that way. So that is a miracle. Well, he couldn't say anything about that. said, according to Mr. Webster, if you want to discuss about it or fuss with him. So then he said, bring him forth and let me see him perform a miracle. Let me see it last a year. So you just worked up in your mind. Said nothing but a bunch of holy rollers like they're around here. Says the only thing believes in the divine healing. Said true Baptists don't believe it. He said, I beg your pardon. Brother Branham happens to have a membership card in his pocket right now. He belongs to the Missionary Baptist Church. A Baptist Church is sovereign. Whatever your congregation will stand for you preaching, that's all right with the con- with convention. So he said, uh, while he said, uh, so just a bunch of backsliders. Uh uh-uh, uh, so forth is the only ones that believe that. Said a bunch of holy orders said true Baptists don't believe Mr. Bowser said just a moment. He said, How many in this audience that's got membership in these Baptist churches and good fellowship with the church, good standing, that's been healed these last ten days since Brother Bram's been here, could stand and testify and show your by your doctor and everything that you are well willing to go before a doctor to show that you're healed. How many in here has been healed in Brother Bram's meeting? As, and members of these churches, of these men that's sitting here, stand to your feet. And 300 stood up. So what about that? He said, anybody can testify of anything. I still don't make it wrong. He started off the platform and said, bring me that divine healer here. Let me see him. Just kept saying that. Yes, off. He just told that day, he said, I'm going to take that old man and I'm going to skin him and take his skin and rub salt in it and put it on my study door for a commemoration of divine healing. Could you imagine a brother saying that about another one? Go show where it comes from, see. A man saying that. Uh, skin uh, uh, that brother. Well, that's all right. Notice, he's just out of a cemetery, or, well, sem- that's right. <laughs> Seminary. <laughs> all right. Anyhow, you know all the angles, know nothing about God. And then, then when he did that, he hired the Douglas Studios of Houston, Texas, which is a member of the American uh, Bible, or the American um, uh, Photographer Association, to come over and take six glosses of him while he skinned the old man so he could put it in the... So the man that was to go take the pictures of the critic too. So he got out there and posed like this with his fingers sticking in Brother Bosworth's face. And now I'll give him a picture like this. And Brother Bosworth stood there. He stuck his finger in his face. That, then he posed again like this, you know. He put his finger in his face like that. I was skinning him. Well, the photographer took his pictures and all. When he all got out and everything like that, there stood the look, life, and times. And there, and there were magazines and the reporters all standing there, around there. So just then when the meeting was fixed in, he said, now look. He said, I know this. He said that Brother Branham is in the building. He said, if he wants to come and dismiss the audience, all right, but I won't expose him if you not. And my brother said, now you sit still. I said, I'm sitting still, ain't I? 
So I was just sitting there. He said, now, if he doesn't want to, said, I know he's in the building, but if he wants to come. And I was sitting there. I thought, well, I'm sitting still. And the police looked over to me. Sat, I sat there. I heard something going. <laughs> I know that I couldn't sit still. Something just said, stand up. I said again, stand up. I stood up. Howard said, sit down. My wife said, don't, Howard. Look. It changes my expression. So don't. And the people looked up that way, began screaming and crying. About three or four hundred ushers stole their hands together to make a line for the poor people who was trying to touch my clothes. Coming down along that banister down through this way, walked up the platform. I said, I'm sorry that these things have to happen. And don't no one feel hard at Mr. Best. I said, truly, he's got a right to his ideas the same as I have mine. That's why the boys are fighting in Korea. I said, for the American freedom of speech. I said, I don't believe he's sincere as he said he was. Because he told these people he felt sorry for them. And there said some of their kind. And these, the doctors have done all they can do for these people. They're going to die in a few days. And there they are. Some of them here last week. is back there well today. And now he's trying to rob them from the only hope that they have of ever being well. And then saying, you be sincere. I can't believe that. But I said, however, I only testify the truth. I am not a healer. And I said, I tell the truth. And if I tell the truth, God will testify the truth. He never will testify of a lie. I said, God will always stand by the truth. And if I say, if I tell the truth, then God will... And about that time, something went... Here come the angel of the Lord coming down through the building. Moving down. Silence went over the audience. The photographer wasn't supposed to take any pictures, but a regular routine of form, he ran out and shot the picture. I said, the Lord has spoken. I'll have no more to say. Walked out of the building. Please take me on. I got in the car and went up. Mr. Kipperman, studio, they went home, taking their pictures home. Went to the studio, the Douglas Studios. So they went down there to develop pictures. And this one of us, a Catholic. And he said, you know, maybe I, in the day paper before, all my he said I was a hypnotizer and everything. Mr. Iris. And he said, you know, I might be wrong. So that boy's back parents were Catholic. That might be a divine gift. If it is, that boy's headed for the Catholic Church. He said, of course, they believe all gifts come to the church, but, you know. So then um, he said, maybe I've, I've misjudged the boy. And he went home, and he, Mr. Kipperman went upstairs in the studio, and Mr. Iris put the pictures in to be developed. He said, Mr. Best will want these pictures tomorrow, so we'll just put them in the acid and get the proofs for him for tomorrow. So he put them in there, and he sat there and smoked a cigarette. He was thinking about it. When he went, Mr. Kipperman come down, and when he went to take in the dark room to get the pictures out, the first one he took, Mr. Beth, blank. Second one, blank. Third, blank. Fourth, fifth, sixth, every one of them, blank. Not a one of them was his poses with his finger, and that saintly old man's face, Mr. Bosworth. Not a one of them. And when he pulled the next one out, he had a heart attack. There was the angel of the Lord on the picture. They called for me. I couldn't come to him. Immediately at 11 o'clock, they rushed it away to, to Washington, D.C. for a copyright. Brought it back and sent it to, to over to, to California for George J. Lacey. If anybody knows anything about photography, knows George J. Lacey. He's the head of the FBI, fingerprint, and so forth. Best there is in the world. He had it three days in the Shell building. On the third day, he said, said he'd show it to us. He didn't give us what he thought it was. They went to the room. They'd done everything. They took the camera, the negative, and everything. He put it under all kind of lights. He came out, he's kind of a red-headed fellow, very hard-boiled. He walked out, said, whose name's Branham? There's just about as many sitting as there is right in this middle aisle here. I was back towards back. I said, mine? 
He said, stand up. I stood up. He said, Mr. Branham said, you're going to pass out of this life like all mortals. I said, I'm aware of that, sir, but I thank God that Jesus Christ has taken my place in death. He said, come forward. And I walked up. He said, Reverend Branham, I've heard of your meetings, and I said it was psychology. As the people imagine, they saw that light. He said, I've said the same thing. He said, my mother was an old Christian woman. He said, but let me tell you, Reverend Branham, that mechanical eye of that camera will not take psychology. He said, it's a genuine supernatural being and the only time in all the world's history that a picture like that was ever taken. He said, the old hypocrite can never say no more that there's no such a thing as scientific proof of a supernatural being for this has been talked through every test there is and said, I submit it to you. And he gave it to me and I give it over to the American Photographer Association and they fixed it so it couldn't be sold for too much. He said, Reverend Brandon, before you leave, everybody was crying. He said, before you leave, someday... When you pass away from this life, he said, that picture will be on 10 cent store shelves. He said, because it's the only thing that we've ever had our hands on that we could prove. That was an actual supernatural being set around the Savior and the saints. They painted lights. He said, and they'd say that was psychology, the unbeliever. But said, I believe it was there. said, this is not psychology. Mechanical eye of that camera. I didn't take it. That way, and I, he said, for, I'd say for the sacredness of the picture, I'll write you a little statement. You give my statement concerning it. And I submitted to them, and there's the picture. It's a milling fire about so big around. Now you, I want you after the service is over, come up here and look at it. I wish I have a bunch of them. If you just write to my office up home, I think they'd give about 50 cents a piece for them. They'll stand to you with his writing on it, whatever it is. Now, it's not nothing in the, we don't, nothing in the picture because if Jesus Christ thought enough of me to come down and have his picture taken by the sign of me for the first time in all the world's history, I love him too much to commercialize his picture. You know that. That's right. See? Now, there it is. I just borrowed this one from Mr. Shevley and then while the Reverend here, I gave it to him the other day. And I want you to see it. Look at it, the milling fire. Now, what is that? A pillar of fire led the children of Israel. And the same pillar of fire was among those people is among this people now. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Is that right? And when Christ is here on earth, He did claim to heal people. He knows the secrets of their hearts and so forth. Is that right? And He's doing the same work right here at Jonesboro, Arkansas, right in this little group of people that He did back there. There it is. The same God of the Old Testament is the same God of the New Testament. Jesus Christ that led the children of Israel is leading the Pentecostal church. There it is, the proof of it. Scientifically and by signs and wonders. Oh, why do you fear anymore? Why do you wonder? Rise and be healed. Believe on the Lord. Don't be smothered down. Satan will keep blinders before you as long as he can. Don't set asleep, friends. The greatest thing in all the world is right here with us in this latter day. Here it is, proved by signs and wonders. Here it is, proved by scientific. And if I die tonight, my testimony rings clear through the scientific world and through this Christian world tonight that I've told the truth by God's Word. That's right. Thousands times thousands and tens of thousands and yes, millions of saints has stood. That angel come here on the platform last night and stood right here and a woman in this audience seen him come in before I even mentioned it. And he's not ten foot from this platform right now. This same angel of God. That's true. 
Now, friends, look. Look where it's went to. Look where it's gone over the world, what it is. See, get all the fear and everything out of your mind. Just love the Lord with all your heart and serve Him and believe Him and God will bring it to pass. How He leads. you believe those that are sons of God are led by the Spirit of God? Do you believe that? Just one little incident that happened right here in your neighborhood. I'm going to tell this before I close. Look, one day I was coming from Dallas, Texas. I come pretty near to coming through Jonesboro, and a big storm forced the plane down. And I landed and and over here at uh, Memphis, Tennessee. I was on my road home, so they put us up down there in that big fine hotel. Peabody, that's right, Peabody. I, oh, I see who you are. <laughs> I didn't know who the lady was. All right, the Peabody Hotel. I couldn't afford to stay in a hotel like that. They put me up there, the airline. And they told me they'd call me the next morning. And the next morning early, I got up. The sun was ready to come up. And I had wrote some letters. And I just thought I'd run down to the post office real quick or find some place to mail it. And I got out of the hotel and started walking down the street. And I was walking down the street singing that little Pentecostal song you all sing. There are people almost everywhere whose hearts are all aflame with the fire that fell on Pentecost that cleansed and made them clean. It's burning now within my heart, oh, glory to His name. I'm glad that I can say I'm one of them. You remember the little song? And so I was going along humming that little song. I thought, now I just about got it. I thought they were gathered in the upper room all praying in His name. They were baptized with the Holy Ghost and power for service came. What he did for them that day, he'll do for you the same. I'm so glad that I can say I'm one of them. I had my letters in my hand. I was just stepping down the street. I started across the street, and when I did, something said, Stop. I start, Stop. It was him. I thought, Well, and I walked and I walked. I was going to ask somebody where the post office was. And I just kept walking, walked right on by the hotel. I just kept walking. I didn't know where it was going. Just kept on walking, 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 walking. After a while, I come plumb back out into a colored district. While the sun was way up, the plane was going to leave about 8 o'clock. So I know I was late, and I kept looking at my watch. He just kept saying, walk on. I just kept walking. And I kept on to come way down in some little place near the river or something. There. There's a lot of colored shacks along there. Or colored people live in shacks, rather. And I was going along there, and there's a beautiful, it's early in spring, the, the sun was just shining down, the sweet smell of roses around the door, you know, was blooming up. And I was walking along there, and I was singing, and humming in my heart, going, mm-hmm, only believe, all things are possible. I said, Lord, my plane's going to leave. Only believe, only believe, only believe, is walk on. I know, all things are possible. Only believe. I thought, where does he want me to go? Mm-hmm. I've been walking for all oh, 15, 20 minutes. And I just kept on walking. Only believe. And I looked at a little old gate down there, a little old place where a little old shanty light sitting there. I seen an old typical ancient mama leaning over the gate with a man's shirt tied around her head. Leaning over the gate. The tears are running down her cheeks. I was far as the end of the building there from her. I just quit singing. You know, I wasn't singing. I was humming. I just started walking on. She said, Good morning, Parson. I said, How do you do, Andy? I thought, Parson? I turned around. I said, How did you know I was a Parson? <laughs> she said, I know who you was. I said, I don't understand. I said, Do you know me? She said, No, sir. She says, But the... I was going to tell you my story. 
I said, all right. And I stopped. And she said, did you ever read in the Bible about the Shunammite woman who received a child after she was old? Elijah the prophet told her. I said, yes, ma'am. She said, I was that kind of woman. Yes. Said, I promised the Lord if he'd give me a baby and I would raise him to his glory. And said, the Lord give me a baby. And said, said Parson, said, I, 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 I raised the baby. Said, I've always been a Christian and I've served the Lord all my life. God of heaven who had blind ground or plain for a niggard washwoman down there, sovereign grace. Went walking on. I said, Why? She said, Parson, would you come into my house? And look, there's an old piece of iron hanging on the gate that pulled it back. I walked into that little old whitewashed fence, into a door with no rug on the floor. A little sign up on the door said, God bless our home. I walked in there. I've walked into King's Palaces, three of them. I've been the richest homes there is in America. I never was more welcome any place than I was in that little colored haunt that morning. Never felt any more at home. I walked in there and there's a great big burly looking colored boy laying there about 18 years old with a blanket in his hand going, mmm, mmm, mmm. It's so dark. It's so dark. Mmm. So dark. What's the matter? So dark. She said he's been saying that for several days. Said he's in a unconscious and says he's been talking about being out on a sea. It's so dark he don't know where he's going. Said Parson, I don't want to see my baby dying like that. So she reached over and kissed him on his head. Pat his cheek. Said, Mammy's baby. <laughs> there you are, mother's love. No matter what he had done, that's still that mother's love reaches on out for her child. And if a mother's love would do that, what would the love of God do? She patted him. I said, Auntie, could we have prayer? And that old saint of God knelt down there who had made her living over a washboard. She prayed a prayer, brother, that would kill you through and through. She said, Lord, don't let my baby die. She said, I don't understand it. Nothing about your possum here. Said, but I was praying. You told me for him to come. Maybe he prayed, and then you'll save my baby. Said, I don't want him to die like this, dear Lord. I thank you. I know you're here. And when she got through praying, I was standing there crying. Listen at her. So I walked over, and I put my hand on his feet, just as cold as it could be. Death was on the boy if I ever seen death. Now I stood back a little bit. I said, let's pray again, Annie. I got on. I said, dear Lord, I don't know why you sent me down here, but you grounded that plane last night and sent me down. I went to the post office this morning and you sent me back down here. I stopped here. I don't know why. But Lord, I ask you to be merciful now. If you sent me here to fulfill your mission, I'll lay my hands upon his legs like this and ask you, dear God, if you'll spare his life, if you'll grant it. And I asked that. And what I did, he was going, mm. Mm, said, Mammy, Mammy, oh, Mammy. She said, it's the first time he's called me. She raised up and get a wife her eye. Said, Mammy, it's getting light in the room. <laughs> it's getting light in the room. Five minutes from then, the boy was sitting on the side of the bed. About two months or three months from then, 
A little later, I was coming through on a train, making my way to Phoenix, Arizona. And I stopped, you know how the trains pull in. And I went up there in a little restaurant to get something to eat. Hired somebody hard, Parson Branham. And I looked and here he was, he's a red cap down there. He said, you remember me? I said, no, sir. He said, I was the boy that was dying down there that morning when the Lord sent you down with my answer, my amendment prayer. He said, I, he never only healed me, but he saved me. He said, I was full of the Holy Ghost now. Hallelujah. What is it? Same Holy Spirit. Brother, sister, thousands of those saints. I wish I had time to go in to tell you what's happened around the countries of the leading of the Holy Spirit. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. That same angel of God's right here in this building tonight. Do you believe it? Let's bow our heads. Talk to him just a moment. Father. It would take hours, yes, weeks, to sell what you've done in that manner in the last five or six years. Time is passing on, oh. Soon I got to come down to the river. Help me then, Lord. I don't want no trouble at the river. I want to be ready that morning when all those crowds are waiting there for the boat to come across. Hide me and my word in you. You can ask what you will and it will be given unto you. These are your promises, Lord. Let's stand here tonight before this audience of people. I thank thee. Oh, God, I thank thee. That thou hast seen fit to take the low things of this world. Poor man, unworthy, guilty sinners, and wash them in the blood of that Holy One. Set them out here as a purchase of your blood. Give us the morning star, the pillar of fire to lead us. Though we be outcasts, though we be called fanatics. And all that live godly in Christ Jesus should suffer persecution. We're happy tonight that we can be considered that way for the kingdom of God's sake. God, take all fear out of these sick people's hearts tonight. Let them know that thou art here. You're only doing these things to prove that you're with them. The scientific world knows it tonight. The church knows it tonight. Lord, it would be a sin for us to doubt your word. Help us, Lord. Forgive our sin of unbelief, which is the original and only sin. God, help us tonight to be faithful in belief. Heal every sick person. Save the lost tonight, Lord. Maybe there will be some here that doesn't know thee. Alien from God, cut off without Christ, without God. I pray that you'll save them just now. May every backslider come back to God through Christ. While we have our heads bowed, if God will hear my prayer, give visions. He stopped me then in my prayer and said, 
for me to ask something. While you're praying, all Christians, is there a man or woman in here that doesn't know Christ yet and hasn't been born again? And raise your hand up and say, Brother Brandon, pray for me. I want God to give me the experience of being born again. God bless you. God bless you. You, you, you. Anywhere over in the wing, God bless you. God bless you. Back in the second wing, God bless you. You, you. Back in the back of the building, God bless you. You. I see your hands there. Yes. Someone else say, Brother Branham, I need Christ. I, I know him. The Holy Spirit told me to do this. God bless you. God bless you, brother. I see your hand. Back over to my right, this right row. Any back there say, Brother Branham, pray for me. God bless you, lady. I see you. God bless you, sir. God bless you, lady. God bless you. I see you and you back there, young lady. I see you. God bless you, sister. God bless you, sir. You, sister. God bless you. God bless you and you. 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 That's the same angel of God that I showed his picture right here. That's the one's talking to you now. See what he does? I pray that God will grant it to you now. Now, Heavenly Father, their hearts are hungry. May they accept Thee just now as their personal Savior. May something be done just now at the end of this service. May they go into the room here and receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Grant it, Lord. We thank Thee for their hands, raised up their sincerity, and pray that You'll bless every one of them. In Jesus Christ's name we ask them. Amen. to feel the Spirit of God when it's coming time for the healing, sir. Mellow. I'm just old-fashioned. I like the old weeping down, broke down so God can mold you anew. I like that. Poor old woman sitting here crying, wiping the tears from her eyes. God bless you, lady. A little shawl over her shoulder like a typical little old mother. Something about the little thing, too. Look up this way just a minute, lady. She's praying there. Would you mention to her? No. It troubles that place on your nose, isn't it? The place on your nose. I'll tell you what happened. You have a lot of troubles you're worried about. Isn't that right? You were once healed of that. Is that right? Yes, sir. And you got amongst a bunch of unbelievers. Is that right? Cause you to go back and that thing come again. Just have faith in God and it'll leave. Look, you have a, a something you're bothered with too. I noticed you lay things down and forget what you do with it. You kind of got a loss of memory. Isn't that right? If that's right, raise up your hand so the people. That's right. I see you lay things down and can't find them again. Isn't that right? That's right. I'm not reading your mind, but you couldn't hide your life now. Now you just have faith in God. I'll watch while we're praying for the sick. Maybe the Lord will give me a word for you. 
He's here. The angel of the Lord is right here now. Where's Billy? What, what prayer cards do you like T1 to 15. Let's take the first 15 of them. Stand them up right quick, if you will. T. Prayer cards T. Is that? Look over on. You'll see uh, my picture and your name on one side. On the other side, it's got a number and a letter. It's got T. 1. Who's got T1? Prayer card T1. T2, 3, 4, 5, 6. On up to about the first 15 of them, if you can. Or get 10 of them. See what you get first 10 and see how. While those are coming, whose names have been called, I've been asked, uh, someone has parked their car in the ambulance drive at the back. It's a gray Ford, 51 Ford, license number 129526. Will you please move your car out of the ambulance drive at once? I wish this audience could see this. The whole room's becoming milky. It's like milk. Oh, friends, I'm telling you the truth. God vindicates it with His Spirit. And this is the same angel of God. The same pillar of fire who stood upon the Lord Jesus Christ in His person and knew the thoughts of the people and done the things. Here it is, the same Jesus Christ. Have faith tonight. wonder if we could just stand a minute slowly with your heads bowed and sing only believe, just for a change of posture, if you would. just a moment. Now hum it with me while the boys are lining up the prayer line. this away. Raise up your hand. Now sing it like this with me. I'm not going to die anymore, Lord, but now I believe. Now. Not I won't answer what I do now.
seated now just a minute. Something just happened in the church just then. I told Brother Reed, I be have faith now. Believe with all your heart now while I'm praying for the sick. I be God's servant. God will speak now that I've told the truth. If I tell the truth, God will speak it's the truth. If I don't tell the truth about him, God will not speak for it. For God will only speak for truth. Have faith in God. That's right. <clears throat> I just want to talk to you a minute, sir. Perceive that you are a Christian man, and uh, but yet we are strangers to one another. I don't know you. I know I ever seen you. I don't know you. Oh, we're strangers. The, I want you. Your conscious that something's going on. You're aware that something is near. Well, I, here's what it is. I want you to believe with all your heart. I see that just, just happened to be that I was telling the truth. That's why he was there. He's with the church everywhere. Everywhere. But you believe me to be his servant. I believe that's true. And if I be his servant, if there's anything I could do to help you, Brother, I, I'd do it. I'd just go right quick and do it. But I can't. You see, I'm just a man. But being his servant, it's just like that light. Now, if the lights would go off here, or you'd come over tomorrow night and snap the lights on, and they wouldn't come on, you wouldn't say there was no such thing as electricity. You'd say the wires was crossed up somewhere. The reason you couldn't get light. Well, it may be the same thing here. See, it may be that something's wrong, and I can't get in contact with God for you. But if the light shines, God has to turn it on. I can't do it. I can't do it. But He has never failed me. And I don't believe He's failed me. Now, if, if God would reveal to me something about your life before I pray for you, to let you know that He's standing here present, here's His picture. And his presence and you're conscious that something's near you. A feeling of like all reverence. Isn't that right? Now if that's right, hold up your hand so that people can know that's the truth. Now, now that is the only thing that can help you. You're You're suffering with a, something in a kidney trouble, isn't it? A kidney trouble? And you've been to a doctor. And it, oh, it's a bladder, too. And he told you that the, something other, he kind of shook his head. He's in doubt about something. Isn't that right? And it might be cancer, I believe. Is that right? 
you also have heart trouble. Is that right? This it went from before me then. Was that the truth? If it was the truth, what I said, raise up your hand. And do you believe he's standing here? Yes. He knows everything yes. about you? Amen. Your sins are under the blood, yes. so there's nothing against you? Do you have faith to believe? Yes. Come here. Lord God, creator of heavens and earth, author of everlasting life, on this dying child of yours, Lord, I lay my hands and ask to rebuke that this devil that's trying to take his life and send him to a premature grave will leave him. And may he get well, Lord. I bless him for his healing. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, may it be. God bless you, sir. I go rejoicing. Let us share how you're getting moved. Just, just be reverent. Don't doubt. Have faith. All right. I do not think that I, I'm not aware of where I am, but it's just moving all through the building. Oh, what a night. How people could be blessed right if they would. Come here just a minute. You believe? With all your heart? I don't know you, don't you? What's your name? Young, I'm glad to meet you, sister. But do you believe that you're standing in the presence of his being? Is that what you feel? It's not because your brother's standing here. It's because he's standing here. you believe that? Now, I'm a stranger to you. I never saw you in my life. But if there's anything in your life, it'll have to come from God. Is that right? And if he reveals it to me, then if I'll be his prophet, he can tell me anything he desires to tell me. Is that right? You, uh, you're really sicker than what you uh, think you are. You have tumors. That's in the female ovaries. He's examined for that. And that's what he said. Is that true? It left me just then. I want something was taking place and I couldn't catch it just right. Somebody right there with a tumor too. He said, when I mentioned that, it moved from one to the other. I want to talk to you again just a minute. You, you have a nervous condition also. Isn't that right? Stomach 
stomach trouble and your nervousness is causing your stomach and you're a person that does a lot of worry. But look, you get really nervous sometimes, don't you? There's some time ago you were washing dishes and almost dropped a dish. Remember that? And then you were praying by the side when you heard that I was being healed. You asked God if you could get in the line you'd be to get you healed. Is that right? You said that to him by the side of the... Is that right? Now do you believe that? No one in the world could hear that prayer but God alone. Is that true? Now do you believe? My sister, I bless thee for thy healing. Believer, in Christ, receive your healing in the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. May you go from here and get well. Now, if you believe that, now your whole trouble has been uh, come on you recently because it's getting a time of life that's caused you to be nervous and upset. Now you leave from here. If God could reveal to me what your past life has been, I don't remember just now what it was. It's the vision. And if He could tell you what you've been in your past life, won't He know what will be in your future life? If he could let me know that, won't he let me know what will be? If you can go from here tonight in a happy, rejoicing spirit and thank God and just be happy and throw the thing away, you're going to get all right. I'm touching you. Go on, baby. Go on, How do you do? Are we strangers? Yes. Well, you've seen me since I've been here this time. You're the piano player, you say? The piano player, I think. And uh, you... But I mean to be... I'm not a personal acquaintance of yours. I know nothing about you. Do you believe me to be God's servant? The reason I asked that, he asked, told me to do that. I asked the people. Well, now, to heal you, sister, I, I couldn't do it. For I'm just a man. But for your life, God knows that. Of course, I see you're wearing glasses. Anyone would know that. Just like if I'd say that man sitting there is crippled, anybody would know that if they're looking at him. But a person that looks as healthy as you do, then something wrong with them. Then that's the difference. That's the unseen part. But... You have astigmatism in your eyes. And your cause, you have headaches and things all the time. Isn't that right? You have severe headaches all the time. And you're worried about this child, too. You come for losing that child, didn't you? And the baby, the trouble of it is, it's what's, I'm not reading your mind, but that baby can't walk. And it's getting past age and it can't walk. Is that right? You believe me to be God's prophet? You believe I ask God then the blessing, the curse will go away and blessings will come? Come for me. Almighty God, I lay hands upon the woman, upon the baby. Blessings to her May the baby and she be blessed. Not blessed.
I believe we are strangers, sir. We are. We're strangers, sister. Do you believe me to be God's prophet? I'm sure I do. I don't say that for... I'm, I'm only trying to to help you. You see, brother, you understand. Have you read that little book of, you've got in your pocket? I have. Then you understand what's going on now, don't you? I sure do. Wouldn't you like to eat again and have a good stomach and eat like you used to? Do you believe me to be God's prophet? Then go do what I tell you to eat anything you want to. When I said that to that man, you quivered all over, didn't you? Because you had the same thing. Just go on eat your supper.
woman sitting in sorrow, isn't she? Has been something happened more that you know her? Has there been something happened that's in the home or something? A death or something? Cheer up, lady. Be of a good courage. Jesus lives and reigns. <clears throat> Have faith in God. Bring this baby with me. Who dares to say? All devils in hell is defeated. All spirits is subject now to me through Jesus Christ. The thing is under control now. What could happen? My little sister, do you love the Lord Jesus? Come here, honey. If Jesus of Nazareth is here, he'd fled, put his hands up on you and bless you. And he'd know what was wrong with you, and you'd get well. Is that right? You believe Jesus will reveal to Brother Branham what's wrong with you? You look like a fine, sweet, healthy little girl. But you're not. You have asthma, don't you? Have an awful time with you. Just cough and cough in the nighttime. Mother has to get you up sometimes instead of cough. Isn't that right? I see Mother working with you. But you're going to get well, aren't you? Come here. My hands are a poor substitute for his, honey. But this great angel of God who's standing here now will honor my prayer. Do you believe that? Because I ask for you as my own little girl. See, now you come here to Brother Brandon. Dear Heavenly Father, poor little thing, I pray that you will take this curse away from her and may the little thing get well. I bless her in Jesus Christ's name. Who has rights to doubt God? No one what Come here again, honey. Sweetheart. Come here just a minute. Look, you can just hear right here. No, go ahead. That's all right. <clears throat> Suffers the same thing. Is that right, sir? Lady? i never seen you in my life. Do you have a prayer card? You don't have a prayer card. Here with a garter here seven years ago. God be merciful. When I felt that little girl go by there, I felt that asthma jerk again. I thought, where's that coming from? That's on that child. He jumped back on her again. He come back through there, and I thought, I brought the child back, but the child's free. I come back and felt it, and there he was. He might hide from a doctor, but he can't hide from God. 
He's exposed. That's a horrible demon, especially the hybrid of in countries like this. It's low and swampy. Have faith in God. I'm just watching to see what would take place. <clears throat> you want to get over them hemorrhoids sitting there praying? You do? Well, stand up and accept your healing. Lord Jesus. That's what you have. All right. God bless you. Something wrong with your eyes, isn't there, sir? Your wife sitting here has got very close veins, too, hasn't she? Is that right? I thought he was hanging that corner for something. Now that's what you feel now, is the angel of the Lord. Put your hand over on one another. May God bless you both. Mm -hmm. Satan's exposed. All right, come, lady. You want to get over that heart trouble? Did you just walk on off and accept your healing? Say, Lord Jesus, I thank you. God bless her in Jesus Christ. You want to get over yours, lady? Just walk off and accept it. Say, Lord, thank you for my healing. And all you. That's what you're You think sometimes that would get just cause you all. When you lay down the force there, not read your mind, God. I just thought when you went by there 10 minutes. So you go on now, you're going to get all right. You're going to thank you, God. Let's say praise be to God. Come on. You might think that I was reading the person's mind. I never looked at this woman in the face. Lay your hand over on my shoulder, lady. The patient here. You believe me to be God's prophet? You believe God can show me out here of this audience what's wrong with you? If I'll tell you in the name of the Lord what's wrong with you, you believe it, of course, won't you? This is diabetes. Is that right? If it is, raise up your hand. I go off and be made well in the name of the Lord Jesus. Have faith in God. Do you believe, ladies, sitting there? Come here. Mother. Strain. Heart trouble. Is that right? Went through an awful life. Had a lot of sorrows. I go believe the Lord now and be well in Jesus Christ. Have faith in God. Do you believe with all your heart? Would you like to get that garter heel lady? 
You believe that it can be made well? Of course, I can see that on your throat from here. That's right. Look to me and believe me as God's prophet. You were sitting there praying that I called you. Is that right? Then you might not know, is that your husband sitting next to you there? You look at me then, sir. What do you think about it? you believe I'd be God's prophet? You suffer with piles, don't you? Is that true? Then lay your hands on one another and accept Jesus Christ as your healer. Have faith in God. Don't doubt. Believe. You keep looking at me, mister. You keep looking at me. You have stomach trouble, don't you? Yes. You have stomach trouble. Something wrong in your head, isn't it? Yes, sir. But the only thing it is, you just haven't been able to appropriate. You've been prayed for many times. Is that right? You've tried radio, laying your hands on radio. You've tried everything in the world, laid out fleeces. Is that right? Well, then, won't you stand up and accept your healing in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ? Amen. Why don't you do the same, baby? Won't you rise up there and say, Lord, I'll get well. If I lay here, I'll die. Won't you rise your feet and say, I accept my healing and be made well? Anybody in here believe that you can be healed right now? Lay your hands over on one another and let me pray. Put your hand on Lady, that asthmatic could go to TB at the throat. You're receiving your call. Be reverend. Now, if God will make demons here, God can stand here and with one prayer make every devil in this building leave. approved of God and his shadow passed over the people because they know that God was with him who stood on the housetop and saw the visions and so forth and the people believed it don't you believe that the same God is here with us tonight every scientific proof I can feel my strength willing away somebody's got their hand on my back it's somebody but I know that's just about the sign that I should be going. But if you believe with all your heart, the devil is exposed. There isn't a person in here now, not a spirit will be subject to this prayer. If I can only get you to believe it and want more, we might bring you one by one, one by one to this platform, one by one, one by one, and it'd be the same thing. You couldn't hide your life if you had to. But look, brother, it'll take your faith to heal you. Look up under the Calvary now and say, Lord God of creator of heavens and earth, I believe you right now. Have faith now while I pray for you. Almighty God.